Well, it is Christmas, just about, and who is happy for the snow this morning? Happy for the snow? Yes. We, were, we had a lot of pressure on us in my household because uh, I have the privilege of having my sister, her husband, and two kids staying with us. Yes. Uh, why don't you stand up, actually? This is my family. I'm proud of them. Rafi and Joseph, my sister Bex, and her husband Alan. And, of course, where I'm from in England, um, we have warmer winters and colder summers. I feel like it's kind of backward, isn't it? Um, so they really wanted a white Christmas, and my kids put all their faith into it, and we're praying for it, and it looks like their faith is great, said Jesus. You have great faith, so that is exciting. So we're just going to, we have a shorter service this morning. We're going to have about another 15 minutes. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to ask all you kids here, all you kids here, if you are under the age of 13, let's start there. Put your hand up for me. Under the age of 13. We've got, we got a few people here. What, um, what are you hoping to get this Christmas? What kind of things do you want to get this Christmas, kids? What do you want to get this Christmas? Oh, we have a loud voice. No, that's okay. The, the, <laughs> the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What do you want, Piers? I think he's undecided. I think he's undecided. All right, let's go around. What other types of things are people looking forward to this Christmas? You can just shout it out. Family? Other kids, what do you want? Legos. What other types of things do you want to do this Christmas? Somebody wants a cheetah. I hope a large cheetah. Not just any old cheetah, but a an alive one and a large one. Okay, we're just going to pray for your parents after, after this. What other types of things do you like to do over Christmas? What types of things do we like to do together? Feasting. Some people like to, like to eat. So do you like to eat candy? Candy? Who likes candy? Oh, no, this is not for grown-ups. You like candy? How about some Reese's? Who else likes candy? Candy? Cats. Oh, we got people lining up. I don't think I'm prepared for this. I am definitely not prepared for this. All right, I'm going to have to cut you off. All right, we'll do the rest of this later. Sorry, guys. All right, we'll set the back here. Come and help yourselves. All right. Anything else that people are hoping for this Christmas? Shout it out. What are you hoping for this Christmas, kids? Snowboard? Anything else? Nobody wants money. You know, when I was a kid, like, we were saving up for things. Lily, you want money? Here. We got some money for you. There you go. All right. So listen, we heard a little bit about what, for some of us, we're hoping for this Christmas. What, for some of us, we're expecting this Christmas. But across the world, in many different nations, both Christian and secular, billions of people are celebrating Christmas. So we ask ourselves, what is it really about? Now, if you ask one group of people, you'll get one answer of what it's about. You ask another group of people, you'll get another answer of what it's about. And if we ask a bunch of kids what Christmas is like, this is a type of response that we might get. We have a short video to show you here. This is what happens if you ask a bunch of kids what Christmas is about. came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and 
and then Danger just appeared and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're gonna have what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're gonna have a baby. I, you're gonna have a baby. You will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not gonna have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way, and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews. The angel was singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out at night. And then the wife then heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the board. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, that I have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some <laughs> shoes, some Jordans. Gold ring and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room is very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is going to change the world. All right. All right, so that's what a bunch of kids would have to say about what Christmas is about. Isn't that awesome? All right, so we're just going to take 10 minutes. Are we going to look at what the Bible has to say, which was pretty accurately narrated there, of what Christmas is about? So I'm going to show a passage here from Matthew. We're going to read this together. We're just going to jump in and draw a few things from this. So in Matthew uh, chapter 1 and verse 18, you can read along with me here. And so it says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided 
to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, which said, Look, the virgin will receive, will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So here we have the Bible telling us that God has a message for us, for me and you. It was a message that has been spoken hundreds of years before Jesus' birth, and it's a message that is powerful for us. And we see two parts to it there, that this message says that he will save his people. He came to save his people. He didn't come to judge them. Amen. He didn't come to make us feel guilty and ashamed of who we are, what we've done. He came to save his people. And then secondly, having come to save, he came to be with us, Emmanuel. He came to save and then he came to stay with us. And this is the powerful message of who Jesus is. And I think it's amazing that when God wanted to convey to you and me this message of salvation, this message of him dwelling with us and in us, that he could have just said the message. He could have just left it with the prophets. They told us ahead of time, hey, this is what's going to happen. He could have had just left it with the prophets. He could have just sent a messenger, like Gabriel. That would have been pretty good, right? An angel actually comes and appears and tells us of this message of salvation. But he didn't leave it there. He actually came himself as the message. And so the power of the message of Christmas, the power of the message of Christ, is that this Man was brought here, was birthed by the Holy Spirit and had a supernatural birth. He had a supernatural birth so that you and I could have a supernatural life. His entrance into this world was extraordinary so that our lives could be extraordinary. Have you ever thought about what it is like that for Jesus... His dad is actually the Holy Spirit. His dad is the Holy Spirit. How would that go when you on bring your dad to school day? <clears throat> Can you imagine this? Picture him there. Like, Joseph, where is your dad? He's, he's right here. Don't you see him? Can you feel him? He's around. <laughs> His dad was the Holy Spirit. And so we have this amazing entrance of Jesus into the world because this incredible entrance is to foreshadow the incredible lives that Jesus had to save his people and to remain with his people. And so we read that this light that he was came to shine in the darkness. 
and the darkness can never extinguish it. So this plan of God from the beginning of time that was brought into fruition through Jesus, when Jesus came from that point on, any area of darkness, any area where there was no hope, any area where there was no loss, was now going to be hit with that light so that everything that was dark would be overcome with the light. And so Mary's response when she was trying to understand this crazy thing, how can I give a child when I am yet a virgin? And Gabriel told her, you have conceived by the Holy Spirit. And her response is, how can it be? And he said to her this, he said, nothing is impossible with God. And the message of Christ in its essence to you and I is that nothing is impossible for he who receives that supernatural birth. Nothing is impossible for you and I. What is not impossible anymore? What is not impossible? Well, it's not impossible to know your Creator. It's not impossible to have the Spirit of God dwelling inside you. It's, it's not impossible to be free from guilt and shame. It's no longer impossible to be healed, to be restored, to find a purpose, to find hope and destiny. Because this supernatural birth was brought here that we could have supernatural life. So, if this is the case, how do we receive this ultimate gift of this supernatural, extraordinary life? How do we receive a gift? Well, I'm going to demonstrate. I have a gift here for a really good friend of mine. A really good friend by the name of John Washko. John, would you stand up? I got a gift for you. I want to give you a gift. Here you go, my friend. Thank you. You are welcome. So, John has received a gift. But there's something that is yet to be done with a gift that has been received. What does he need to do with it? John, you need to open your gift. You might want to put it down here. You know, we can receive a gift. We can be aware there's a gift. But it can just sit on the shelf or in our laps. But we've got to open that gift. What do you have, John? <laughs> it is a bottle of uh, fine wine and some glasses. So John has received the gift. But secondly, after receiving the gift, we've got to use the gift. So John, you still haven't used the gift. Come on, what are you waiting for here? I've got a knife here. Have you not seen how this is done on, uh, you, on the YouTube videos? No, I'm kidding. You don't have to go ahead and open <laughs> The, use the gift right now. But my hope would be this, that if John receives a gift, that he would then use the gift, and then that he, most importantly, number three, would share the gift. Because what I have for John will not have its full use and expression until he's actually using this gift, sharing in its joy, receiving the life that comes to it, and sharing it with friends. Thank you, John. You can uh, take your gift. Uh, don't, don't use it right now. You can later. Let's give John a hand. Good job, John. And so for us this morning, the message of the cross for us 
is that God wants this season and the rest of the year to be an extraordinary season for you and I. He wants it to be a season where the impossible becomes possible. He wants it to be a season where his supernatural birth can bring supernatural life to you and I. So if I can ask you just to stand with me for a minute here, and I'm going to pray and release some specific things, and we're going to make a response in our hearts of how we can receive the gift this morning of this extraordinary life that Jesus has brought for us. So Father, we thank you this morning that you are the God of the impossible. And I thank you, Father, that you didn't just tell us what to do. You didn't just tell us how to do it. But you actually came and you modeled a life that was full of power. And you left your spirit that could be in us, that we could live supernatural and extraordinary lives. And so I just want to pray this morning for those here that are wanting to break out, that feel they've been living in the ordinary. For those who want to break into the extraordinary. And that in 2018, as we come to it, that this year will be hallmarked by living the extraordinary life in the power of Jesus. So Father, I ask that for those here that are longing for that, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you will instruct them and guide them, that you will open doors and that they can walk through, that you can make a way where there has been no way, that our lives can be the supernatural lives that your birth brought us. And Father, I want to pray for another group of people that may not know of this extraordinary life. And if this morning you hear this and you know in your heart, I don't, I don't really know what that's like. I don't know Jesus like that. I don't know what it is like to have Jesus with me, to have Jesus by his spirit in me. I've heard the message, but I don't know the one who is the message. This morning, you can know him. And if that's you this morning, I want to ask you to come and see me as we close here. And I would love to pray for you because your life, God came in Jesus so that you could have an extraordinary life. So Father, we thank you for this extraordinary life that you have brought for us. And Lord, we receive this gift and we commit to share this gift with others, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Diana, give some share. When Jeremy was just sharing about how Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, it says the Holy Spirit came on Mary and she conceived. I just heard the Lord speak to me and he said, my spirit is still coming on people and I'm still wanting to conceive. And I believe right now God wants to conceive some things in people and there's two particular things the Lord said to me. One is joy. God wants to birth a whole new level in joy for people here. And just like that gift that Jeremy gave John, it's not just wine, it's bubbly. <laughs> champagne. You know, champagne is something when you pop it, everyone in the room goes, whoa, the champagne is open. 
It's fizzy. It's a party. It's life in a bottle, and it's meant to be shared. There are four glasses with that, just so you know. We're not encouraging John to drink the whole bottle by himself. (laughs) But that's what God has for some people here. He wants to give that same gift of joy, like people who've been heavy, people who 2017 has been a harder year. He wants to give the gift of going into 2018 with a fresh dose of joy. So if that's you, I want you to hold out your hands right now. And even if you've had a great year and you want that dose of joy, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just release your joy afresh right here, right now. And I thank you, Father, that right now your spirit is coming upon your people and ministering and conceiving birthing a whole new level of joy. And Father, I pray like champagne, it would be loud, it would be shared, it would overflow, it wouldn't be contained, that their cups would truly runneth over in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And the second thing that I felt God say he wanted to birth here is new gifts. So you could be standing in this room and maybe you received the gift of Jesus decades ago. I felt like the Lord said he's birthing new gifts in this room right now. And it's really interesting when God came on Mary and conceived Jesus, he was a gift. He was a gift to her, and he was also a gift to the world. And I felt like God said to me, I'm birthing fresh gifts, and they're going to be gifts to my people, but they're going to be gifts through my people. So I just ask you to receive that right now, and I want to encourage us as we're going home to celebrate with our families. Let's do it with an expectation that 2018 is a year of God holding fresh gifts for us, things in us, and things for us, and things through us. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, Lord, for that.